Thank you for listening to the Lake Murray Baptist Church podcast. Lake Murray Baptist Church is a Southern Baptist church located in Lexington, South Carolina. My name is David Sons, and I serve as the family and discipleship pastor here at the church, as well as the host of this podcast. Our hope is that this podcast would be a resource for our members who are seeking to live out their faith in Jesus Christ in their everyday lives. We want to use this platform to exalt Jesus and equip the members of Lake Murray to be the church where they live, work, and play. Welcome to episode six of the Lake Murray Baptist Church podcast. Our guest today is Lee Clamp. Lee Clamp is the director of evangelism for the South Carolina Baptist Convention and a good friend of mine and of our church. Lee, thanks for being with us. Oh, it's great to be here, man. I'm excited to be on this podcast. Lee, we've been friends probably 10 years or so. I was thinking about this uh, on the drive-in today. We've probably been friends for about 10 years. Uh, I think the first time that I met you, you were a student pastor in Barnwell. I said that correctly. Uh, Barnwell, yes. uh, South Carolina. Yeah, Barnwell. And, you don't uh, say the N. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. There you close. go. I was close. Uh, and uh, man, you, you were kind of leading a very vibrant uh, student ministry there in, in kind of a small community. Uh, and, and since then, you've gone on to now leading uh, evangelism efforts in our state. And so some of our listeners may be familiar with who you are and, and others may not. So tell us a little bit about your story, kind of how you got called into ministry and, and how you moved into the position that you're into now. Yeah, David, you know, I, I was born at a fairly young age. And um, then as I grew up, I was blessed to have some Christian parents that took me to church. And, uh, and so I did all the church stuff, you know. And my grandfather sat me down one day when I was probably in the third or fourth grade and basically talked to me about Jesus and all made sense to me. And then he asked me if I wanted to be baptized and asked me if I wanted to follow him. And I just said, sure, why not? Not quite sure if, um, if, if the Lord really changed my heart then because uh, there were times in high school where I felt guilty about things I was doing. And then quite honestly, I, I, I may have just felt guilty for getting caught you know, on some mm. of those became real apparent to me when I got to college that I was a hypocrite. I was, you know, talking one game and saying I believed one thing, but uh, I wasn't really living for Jesus, and I wasn't really trying to follow Him with my life. And uh, as a freshman in college through a campus organization, heard the gospel over and over. Finally, one day, just um, surrendered my life to Jesus and said, okay, I'm all in. You know, you let me know what you want me to do. <clears throat> and so um, as, a, as a result of that, I, I really started feeling a sense and a call to ministry. I really struggled with that and, um, and finally gave in and said, all right, Lord, here's the, here's the last idol I've got, which is, you know, my career. And so whatever you want me to do with my life, I'll do it. And so he led me to, to first have a passion for students and teenagers and the next generation. And that's kind of how I landed at Barnwell First Baptist Church. And we just saw God do some incredible things there. And and um, just saw atheists come to know Christ and students who were hypocrites come to know Christ. And, and, um, and through that process, I was able to actually stay in the same church for 15 years and, um, and actually see those students who came through as teenagers actually go to college and then get married and have kids and got to actually see the things that actually worked for them to stay in ministry and um, and then the things that just simply were just um, kind of going through the motions with church stuff, and uh, and one of the I, I would say the key thing in the students who kept following Jesus was that they either had a parent that was discipling them, mm-hmm. or they accidentally picked up an adult along the way through one of our programs at our church, um, where that person was relationally discipling them, and. Um, and so it caused us to really shift and think and get simplistic on how we do things. 
but we probably baptized over 300 teenagers over that period of time. And, and, um, and as a result, I was able to make some great friends with, with South Carolina Baptist Convention. And, and, um, and then about, I, I guess, uh, back in 2012, I started working at the South Carolina Baptist Convention and, and as this uh, director of evangelism. And, um, and now it's called Team Leader. And, and as a result of that, I've, I've just really been able to dedicate my life to help the church um, share hope. And that's pretty simple. That's what we do. And, um, and so it's, it's just been a great ride. Yeah, one of my f- just favorite things about you, Lee, and just our, our friendship is you're, you're always thinking that one of the key words you said there a minute ago was relationally, uh, relational evangelism. And, and you're always, in our conversations, uh, you're always kind of thinking about those who are far from Christ, those who don't know him. Um, and so we're kind of in a, in a weird time now in, in church history where uh, we're, we're living now in this uh, week-to-week of social distancing, uh, where we're not actually able to be around other people, at least uh, interpersonally. And, and so I think that some people may look at this uh, challenge that we're facing and think that evangelism probably slows down in this age, that we're not able to really kind of be face-to-face with each other. Um, but but I think that you and I would probably agree that this actually could be an incredible opportunity for evangelism. Mm-hmm. And so what are some things that, that maybe you, you have put into practice or, or folks that you know have kind of put into practice already to begin to reach out to those who are far from Christ right now, um, who, who are scared, who are looking for uh, something that is going to give them some hope in, in the middle of a, a pretty dark situation? Yeah, that's a great question. You know... Um... Actual social distancing, we've been practicing that as an Americans uh, for a couple of decades now. You know, we've gotten busier and busier. Technology has caused us to even be distanced, even though it's supposed to draw us together. Uh, we've actually been practicing social distancing in our neighborhoods um, in the fact that our neighbor may come in and, and um, the garage door open, they pull their car in, the garage door shuts, and uh, and you don't see them again yeah. in, until the next day if you happen to run into them by getting the mail. But quite honestly, our, our neighborhoods, because of the busyness and because of um, uh, the, just the ability for, for two people to be working inside the home and outside the home, um, we've been practicing social distancing. Yeah. What, I, what I've found is that actually in the mandate for social distancing, it's really more physical distancing which has the, has the ability, because a lot of businesses are shut down, because a lot of people are having to work from home, because kids now are at home at school, it, this social distancing actually is physical distancing, which actually can draw people to actually be socially connected. What I've found in my own neighborhood, and I've got some great neighbors, what I've, what I've found is that I'm, I'm tending to take walks more in the neighborhood and and uh, and I happen to see them more now than than times before. Yeah, we're seeing the same thing. My neighborhood, I, even today, as I was leaving to to drive here to record this podcast, there are so many of my neighbors out working in the yard, mm-hmm. on walks, kids, you know, riding bikes. Uh, there, there are people. People are out in our neighborhoods for sure. Yeah. So we have this common commonality worldwide right now of a virus that's uncontrollable that potentially leads to death. Um, that's kind of crazy. Well, what a conversation starter, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like uh, the heartbeat of the gospel, right? Yeah. This uncontrollable virus called sin that uh, does lead to death. Mm. So, I mean, as far as having an excuse not to share the gospel, I mean, we'd really have to be looking hard right now not to start a conversation with people. 
um, right now within our own neighborhoods. And then this idea of uh, virtual connection, too. Um, I've found that, uh, you know, a lot of people now are, are using Zoom or WebEx or Google Hangouts or, or whatever platform that, um, that they weren't using maybe a month ago. And now they're using it regularly. And, uh, and so, you know, even in my small group at my church, um, we typically have about 10 people that will come to that. And, uh, and so since we uh, kind of went virtual, our numbers have, you know, increased by four or five sometimes visitors on our on our call, just neighbors yeah. or friends that we've got that will that'll join in. And uh, so there's all these different arenas now, even virtually, where we can connect. And uh, and with social media, you know, you can throw a question out there right now that other people are engaging because you know it may be that because they're at home, they're they're scrolling more than normal. There's just a a, a ton of opportunities to start the conversation. I just think that uh, that we've got to be bold enough to um, just to, to ask the caring questions along the way, and those questions then will 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 drive people to have the conversations, and uh, that will hopefully turn into gospel conversation. I think one of the things that I opened my eyes to the idea, um, or, or, or I guess shaped the way that I evangelize or, or, or share the gospel. Uh, is is something called pre-evangelism, yeah. just this idea mm-hmm. of what are the things that we're doing leading up to. And there's a lot of specific things that, that you do leading up to actually presenting the gospel with someone. But one of the, the primary things, or the primary thing is, is praying for opportunities to share the gospel. And so I've found myself, even these last few days, uh, I've got several folks that, that we know that, that, that don't know the Lord. I've found myself these last few days praying specifically for them by name and praying that the Lord would perhaps give me an opportunity to, to share um, or, or, or in some way encourage, even if it's not a, a full-blown gospel conversation, to, to some way encourage or to build a bridge, build a relational connection that's going to eventually lead to uh, a, a gospel presentation and, and ultimately lead to this, this friendship. Um, and so I, I think that that's key, even as you said, is, is, is looking for, knowing that those opportunities are out there, um, praying that the Lord would give you kind of discernment and wisdom to see them when they occur and then being bold in those moments to share yeah. um, and, and to speak kind of life to, to, to folks who, who really now are looking, who are desperate for, for hope, right? Yeah. So I would, I would echo that with the prayer, um, you know, as you, as you think about friends, connections, and also neighbors, um, that, you, that you use that opportunity to pray. And yeah. um, great tool that's out there is blesseveryhome.com that yeah, actually great tool. helps you um, remember to do those things and prompts you with it. Um, but then, you know, before we get to a point of even having gospel conversations with people, we we got to get it to a point where we see them as people, not projects. Yeah, right. On. They actually care for them, right? Yeah. And so, how do you care when you can't like touch, right? And you know, I, I've seen you know different people uh, that I'm connected with through our South Carolina Baptist Convention churches do some amazing work in caring for their neighbors um, in a variety of different ways. I, I saw, um, this past week, somebody had, had a picnic with their neighbors, but they didn't get close to one another, kind of crossed the driveways with them and, 
and I've seen other people do um, some uh, game nights virtually, you know, with their neighbors. And um, and then like for us in our neighborhood, I, I sent out an email this morning and just said to our neighbors, hey, if you need something from the store, if you don't feel like going there and, and um, don't feel like going to a drugstore or grocery store, you know, just let me know. I'll, I'll send my teenager out there. He's looking for something to go do right now. And um, he'll be happy to go pick that up for you. Uh, checking in on them just with phone calls and texts, especially yeah. those who are the most vulnerable, maybe some of the senior adults that are in your neighborhoods, um, just to find out how they're doing, if there's anything you can do for them. Yeah. Um, my mom had some uh, some notes taped to her door. Mm. And uh, some, some neighborhood kids had gone through and just written nice notes, went by, taped it, rang the doorbell, and then took off, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a, a lot of variety of different ways that people can really care for their neighbors um, as they move forward. No, I, I think there are incredible opportunities to serve out there. One of the resources you mentioned just a minute ago was, was blesseveryhome.com. And, and I wonder, just as we kind of draw this uh, interview to a close, maybe you could give some practical suggestions or practical resources for some of our folks who are thinking evangelistically um, during these days. What are some things that maybe you would suggest to them or, or some resources that you could you, you potentially would say, hey, get this, check it out, uh, begin to apply some of these things? Yeah, I, I would say uh, the first thing is um, maybe, put your, maybe put your testimony, your story uh, in two minutes or less, uh, put it online. Yeah. And uh, especially with Easter coming, maybe what Easter means to you, why the resurrection's a big deal. Um, if you don't like talking on camera, you could even do a cardboard testimony where you just wrote it down yeah. and wrote before Jesus, I was like this, and after Jesus, I'm, I'm like this. Um, I think putting your story out there would be something that people would view. I think also uh, putting a question or maybe even typing out your story and then just putting the last little line that, uh, hey, if you'd love to talk about how Jesus can be the Lord of your life, um, you know, send me a message. Mm. I think all those social media wise would be uh, very helpful. So that whole idea of of your story of who you were before you met Jesus, when you met Jesus, how you confessed him as your Lord and repented of your sin, and then who you are now. Um, I think that story is um, very important. And then the second thing is uh, just um, just as far as articulating the gospel, um, I'd, I'd get it down to one sentence. Now, now, the way we articulate the gospel is that the gospel is the good news of the saving death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm. It's just one sentence. Good news of the saving death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, um, and then, you know, finally, I, you know, you might would use a tool like the three circles that actually shows brokenness as kind of a starting point that everybody in the whole world right now understands brokenness. And the question is, where did that come from? And um, and the three circles tool is something that you know we could link to uh, to be able to to use, um, and uh, and I think all of those put together. But I, you know the biggest cool tool right now, the biggest tool right now in my opinion is um, is just prayer and having a heart uh, for God because the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you have to talk about Him, and yeah. um, and I think that probably the the main reason that people don't share their faith is because they don't have a faith to share. Mm. Mm. I had a professor once tell me that if Jesus is the most important thing that's ever happened to you, he's going to come up in conversation. Uh, and I think about that, and I, and I think just echo that, um, you know, that, that it is. It, that if Jesus is the source of our hope, if he's the source of our joy, um, people are going to want to know who he is. 
because it's going to overflow out of our, our heart and life. And so, Lee, thank you so much for joining us, man. I'm thankful for, for you and, and, and thankful that uh, you live out all these things that you're uh, kind of uh, prescribing to our listeners as well. Thankful for your heart for, for folks who are far from Christ and, and your leadership in our state and thankful for your friendship. Uh, thanks for being here with us, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Lake Murray Baptist Church is doing incredible work, and a uh, good friend Josh Powell is uh, is here leading and uh, serves as president for our South Carolina Baptist Convention. And really, we only exist for one reason, that's to help the church fulfill the Great Commission. Um, so we look forward to helping churches like Lake Murray Baptist Church as well as others in our state um, really advance in their efforts in the Great Commission during a very difficult time, but in a time where people are very sensitive um, to the spiritual things right now. So yeah. let's take that opportunity to, uh, to share the hope of the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. Thankful to partner with you. And a special thank you to you, the members of Lake Mary Baptist Church, and to all of our listeners. Remember, this podcast and the other ministries of Lake Mary Baptist Church are brought to you by the generous tithes and offerings of our church membership. To give to the ministries of Lake Mary Baptist Church, you can follow the link in the description. For more information about Lake Murray Baptist Church, you can always visit our church website, www.lakemurraybc.org. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. By subscribing, you'll be notified whenever a new pod is posted. We hope that you'll join us again next time as we seek to live in light of the gospel in the places where God has placed us for his glory, our joy, and others' good.